Hello once again, everyone. My name is Sagar Jacob Nani, and you're listening to the Send Tunes Podcast, where we listen to it so you can enjoy it. Specifically, you have tuned into another episode of The Classics, where one of us does a deep dive into a critically acclaimed album from more than a few years ago that brought something influential to the landscape of music. Today, we are going back 10 years and you would think that you would think that I'd be doing Kanye's 808s and Heartbreak. But if I were to do that without Andrew, he would probably fire me. So that being said, we are going to get a little more personal today. And we're going to take a little journey to space with Kid Cudi's Man on the Moon, The End of Day. So since I started listening to music, I've kept a decent recollection in my memory about which year's music did I enjoy the most. Uh, let's use <laughs> recent years, for example. So I graduated college in 2016, which was the year of Kanye's Life of Pablo, Weekend, Starboy, Childish Gambino's Awaken My Love, Chance's Coloring Book, all great for me. Like, that is just, that is a peak time for me. Then the pop world was also just general pop radio was given. Chainsmokers Closer came out towards the end of that year's. Um, some just bangers like Sia's Cheap Thrills, uh, Ariana Grande's Side to Side, uh, Mike Posner's Took a Pill in Ibiza. Uh, upon further research, there's actually so many pop singles from that god-awful year. <laughs> and I actually remember days where like nothing on the radio made me want to switch my aux for short drives like i was actually cool with everything on the radio uh then in 2017 well i remember it being just okay and that reigns true upon research i spent most of my time listening to so many of the great hits and albums of 2016 that i got that had gotten super popular later in 17 uh especially since so many artists were touring and i was seeing them uh, so yeah, like, sure, Kendrick's Damn came out, and, like, we got some unique stuff, like Exo Tour Life, there were some other gems, Bruno Mars, I think, released that 24 Karat album, which was phenomenal, but <laughs> on the charts, we also had, <laughs> oh boy, uh, I might piss some people off, so we have Sam Hunt's Body Like a Back Road, which sounds like the song of Frat Boy after one semester of Intro to Guitar recorded at a party, the night after everyone, or the morning after everyone did a bunch of coke. Then we have Imagine Dragons Believer, which has got to be one of those moments where people who were asking, what the fuck happened to Imagine Dragons? And of course, uh, Despacito, which has aged like milk from the clearance aisle. Uh, This was also that year where everyone was singing about being stressed out and like on Xanax, like where all of that started. The top rap hit was Bad and Bougie, which, look, Bad and Bougie is great, but it's not exactly super upbeat. Like, it's just kind of dreary, and that's the point of it. Uh, also, Taylor Swift dropped Look What You Made Me Do, which, oh boy. Okay. Then, see, like, I keep I keep memory of years like this. You have 2018, which was amazing, and Andrew and I actually got to talk about it on some old episodes, uh, our year-end wrap-ups. So, check those out if you're feeling nostalgic, but why do I bring this up? 
it's because I can with confidence say that in terms of general music, the, in terms of the scene, 2009 kind of fucking sucked. You can trust me, I have no nostalgia for that year. I was a freshman in high school, and that was the first time I had to, you know, like, see a therapist. So, one might say I didn't have a great year. Uh, back then, I was mostly just listening to the radio, so looking at the year-end top 10, uh, top 100 on Billboard, there's maybe, like, two songs I'd actually listen to in the top 20. Uh, it's Heartless by Kanye and Just Dance by Gaga, which, for the record, stole my favorite Gaga song ever. Uh, I could not stand the Black Eyed Peas nonsense that year. I didn't listen to rock yet, so, like, a little bit, but not much. I couldn't fully appreciate Kings of Leon or The Fray or something like a lot of other kids were. Uh, Pitbull was a thing. 303 made every minority's eyes roll with their, like, white boy ass attempts at hip-hop. Uh, Eminem, Eminem was in the relapse era. Soldier Boy was still doing shit. But the point is, if you get to number 28 on this list, we get Day and Night off the album we're discussing today. Day and night. I toss and turn. I keep stressing my mind, mind. I look for peace, but see, I don't attain. What I need for keeps to Scott Miscuddy, a.k.a. Kid Cudi, released this project and did something so incredible by talking about depression, anxiety, addiction, and loneliness. He did something that was, in hip-hop culture at the time, seen as weak, and he did it with so much power. He was vulnerable. Uh, to this day, this is one of those best musical projects about mental health, period. You pair that with his back-then unique style that Cuddy was shooting for. It was merging elements of psychedelic rock, indie pop, hip-hop, and electronica. Uh, he wasn't exactly rapping or singing, per se. It it often just felt like melodic spoken word. And uh, where did all this start? Uh, every hero meets their mentor eventually, and Cuddy's mentor was none other than Kanye West. We now only know the enduring influence of Kanye's 808s and Heartbreak uh, on the modern landscape in music, but it was still at work and being appreciated back then. Uh, pair, pair the Kanye production with Cuddy's novel vocalization, a touchy subject that people often don't talk about. This album had so much going for it, it couldn't be ignored. Uh, much like his mentor, Cuddy himself has influenced so many people, um, creators of all kinds. Most notably, his inspiration and friendship. Cuddy's actually friends with these guys now, which is insane. I, I can't like imagine being friends with my favorite musical artist, just like invited to their birthday dinner. But his uh, inspiration and friendship is most apparent in SNL's Pete Davidson, uh, Hollywood's Timothy Chalamet, uh, Lady Bird, uh, Call Me By Your Name, go check those movies out, great stuff. Uh, and a man making waves in music itself, Travis Scott. That's right, Cuddy has incredible influence on all of these guys. Um, different, completely different people and talents too, which, which is just insane. So, 
Despite the album being about some tough topics, don't let that fool you for one second on its versatility. Uh, Cuddy himself was asked about it before release and said the following. He says, Each song is a message. All the hooks are stadium-worthy, crowd sing-along, powerful joints that I can't wait for people to hear in stadium magnitude. My album definitely needs to be heard loudly. But it's also a great album if you're smoking and need to go to sleep. So, <laughs> I am so excited to talk about this album. Let's, yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so, <laughs> I'm gonna kind of freestyle this. Um, obviously heard the album again today, and here I am just going down the track list. Uh, I am not looking at the deluxe edition, if you're following along on Spotify or Apple Music. I'm just going to be talking about... Man on the Moon, End of Day. Here we go. We start with In My Dreams, parentheses, Cutter Anthem. And this is, <laughs> you can already kind of tell some influence, what he's given and what he's been influenced by. Uh, a very psychedelic beginning to Cuddy, basically. <laughs> we now know, obviously, the memes, Cuddy hums. But yeah, this is some, these are some peak Cuddy hums, and he's just getting you into the mood and saying, you're in my dreams, like, you're here in my dreams, I can have anything and everything that I've ever wanted. So immediately we're put in, like, we're introduced to some escapism already. It's like, sure, he's here, like, of course it's great, but, like, where, where is he? Like, why does he need to be here right now? And Common starts, <laughs> yeah, Common provides the narrative, like, spoken word bits in throughout the album so he kind of just introduces Kid Cudi a little bit and we get next we get into this album's actually split up into five acts which isn't like it, it is a concept album so it's more it, it, like it's not going to say act one on your streaming service or anything but act one is in my dreams what we just went over and soundtrack to my life which I'm going to go over now which is <laughs> which is just it's just insane how how Cuddy just hits the nail on the head up with a topic like depression. It was like on Christmas time, my mom Christmas grind. She copped me the toys or got me most of what I wanted. How'd you do it, mom? She copped the toys I'd play with in my room by himself. Why he by himself? He got two older brothers, one hood, one good. Independent older sister kept me fly when she could, but they all didn't see the little bit of sadness in me. Like, and then the chorus just ah man i think I, I think we just have to play the chorus it's just insane what like he gets it that you know on the surface like things are good like there's no reason for him to outwardly there's no outward thing about him that says he needs to feel this way but he just does and all of these emotions like he says pouring out of him it's just such a solid description of what what this guy is going through and it's super relatable then we get through to the last track in the first act uh it's called simple as which is again more of the same just kind of introducing like Cuddy's being a little positive here it's kind of like introducing him more so and um musically I think this one has a very like a purposely upbeat vibe because right after this 
uh, at the end of the song, Common uh, starts to say that now we're entering, like, it throws him to the most unstable part of his imagination. So intense, he cannot tell his dreams from reality. This is the rise of the night terrors. And this was apparently something Cuddy was actually going through, being unable to sleep for a while and having having night terrors. So it starts off with um, Solo Dolo, parentheses Nightmare. And that's, um, God, that's, <laughs> that track is just eerie. And it's, the chorus again hits the nail on the head. Lyrically, Cuddy's just nailing it. He says, uh, why must it feel so wrong when I try to do right? Just lines like this that he drags out so eloquently in the way he does with his, again, his vocalization. It's just, it just kind of gets under your skin. And like, kind of seeps into you. It's, it's just so haunting, and it's just like, it just drags, and it just that dragging like kind of emphasizes the point of, you know, how lonely he feels, and um, just frankly how scared he is. Uh, we have a pickup and pace with the next one called "Heart of a Lion," parentheses Kid Cudi theme music. Yeah. So Heart of a Lion is kind of trying to find some confidence in himself, like saying, you know, things might happen at the end of the day, Heart of a Lion uh, has, has a, I mean, I guess it's quite literally just replacing Eye of the Tiger, but, you know, Heart of a Lion, Eye of the Tiger, eh, similar vibe, similar concept there. Um, and then we get into a, another, like, a mix between the tempo and vibe of the two that we were already introduced to just now, we get My World, where Cuddy is again, like, reflecting on difficulties and reflecting on, you know, problems with love, problems with drugs, etc., and just various anxieties, and still proclaiming one day, you know, he believes in himself still one day that this will be his world, you know, he's still, it, it's... Having having these issues doesn't take away the fact that Cuddy always has been a dreamer, and he, he he does he's doing his best, and that's what he wants to do, and he firmly believes in himself, regardless of all the times where he might not believe in himself, if that makes any sense. At least that's how I'm interpreting it. Um, so we get Act Three, which is picks up with obviously famous day and night parentheses nightmare. This one, I swear as a kid, I didn't understand this, and um, I, I didn't quite... I realize now that most kids like my age were into the song because of the remix. There was like this... There was like... We were at the point where like EDM remixes were starting to happen for everything. So... Yeah, oh my god, this was like a year or two before like everything was about dubstep and everything was about the drop and stuff stuff so but day and night i was like what what's this about and then i'm like later I, i'm i think i'm like in my 20s and i hear the song again and i realize oh my god it's it's just he didn't want to go out so he's just like home and stoned alone and it's like suddenly this song that i didn't understand at all is just like oh Oh, I'm doing that right now. So, Day and Night was a trip for me, rediscovering it again. But, obviously, 
you know, there it is, day and night. Um, next, we have one of my favorites on the track list. We have Sky Might Fall, which just uh, produced by Kanye, notably this one, written by him as well. Um, yeah, it kind of does have a little bit of like a like a mellow graduation vibe to it. Like something that Kanye would have produced between graduation and 808s. Um, so again, it's, it's like Cuddy just having that hope in him, you know, sky might fall, but I'm not worried at all. Like trying to do his own thing, um, trying to do it right. This one just a lot, I, I, a lot of this just commands your mood and like you go on this feeling of emotions with Cuddy, which makes it so powerful. And I think sky might fall is powerful for that in that regard. And up next we have Intergalactic, uh, Love Connection Part 1. I know it's easy to imagine, but it's easier to just do. See, Which, if you can't this do... takes a crazy turn into like a pop disco dance hit, and it works so well. Like, Cuddy still, he, he doesn't sound more upbeat himself. The music is, and he kind of just makes a different melody and it, it all just works and there's even parts where he's just talking and um he's obviously talking to a girl and sometimes talking is just a sexy thing to do too and it's i don't know it just worked that way he's not he's not being particularly braggadocious or how a lot of rappers especially back then were whenever they were talking about like a relationship or something so i kind of appreciated that um we get to the next act again. These are like three, three, two act song acts, um, and now we do we do kind of change the mood again. So we have alive. This one's more of like this one kind of the the rock like influence definitely came out a little bit and um you know the chorus here is great too every time it's every time the moon shines i become alive i believe this was about cuddy trying to find some strength in those night terrors itself like like the, the lyrics are him trying to have faith in himself and the music around him is like it's dreary it's like um it's loud but it's it's almost like stressful to listen to a little bit, and I think that was kind of a, I think that was kind of a like choice when it was being produced. Okay, so Cuddy Zone I think is an underrated part of the album. I think it's because it sounds a little similar tonally, vocally, everything to um to Alive that we just got. It's just a happier version of it. It comes right after, and it kind of, I guess that's like one reason why some people have overlooked that one, but it's. It's great. I guess just like even when he starts like soaring, is this allowed? I sure bet my daddy proud. Um, he's just it's it's like him in his zone because like man on the man on the moon is supposed to represent it. Like the moon he says is supposed to represent where he goes when he's like trying to escape. And if if alive kind of felt like you were being bogged down by all the stress and trying to stay strong with it, Cuddy Zone feels like you found the strength and now you're free. And, um, the next song is interesting because out of all the songs 
<laughs> on the track list. It's the most just, I guess, straightforward. Uh, it's Make Her Say featuring Kanye and Common. She wanna have whatever she like. She can if she bring her friend. And we can have one hell of a night through the day. Obviously sampling Lady Gaga's poker face, the Make Her Say Papa poker face. That whole sample's in there. Um, and it's just, yeah, these guys just go a few bars about, like, just a girl. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's kind of just a nice, like, little break in the middle of what's going on. And I guess it's just kind of a nice place for Cuddy to, like, have a little, just have some time with his friends, which is kind of nice. Um, yeah, obviously, Common, Kanye, Cuddy, all belonging to, at the time, belonging to good music. So there's a little collaboration there and obviously Cuddy having much respect for Kanye and Common for their work on this project. So uh, that's a, it's honestly just a great song, like super great to chill to. And next up we get Pursuit of Happiness, which I'm sure you're all familiar with as well because it was the other single along with, um, along with Day and Night that got super popular. Uh, yeah, and so that closes out Act 4. And then we get the last two songs, which is Act 5. And it's it's called A New Beginning. And that is kind of what happens. Because what I do appreciate about this album is, despite the sensitive subject matter, it does leave you on a high note. Um, so the last two tracks are Higher and Up Up and Away. Now, Higher is... <laughs> for lack of a better word, it's just a song about smoking weed. <laughs> that's, for lack, yeah, that's just, that's, that's basically it. <laughs> it's a very, like, good vibey track about obviously getting higher. The, the real closing out of the track done by Up Up and, the closing out of the album done by the track Up Up and Away is, it's just insane. Because... Um, he says, I be up, 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 I be up, up and away because they're going to judge me anyway. So whatever, uh, just him letting go. Like some people have referred to this as another thing about weed. I think this is more literally just closing on the album. Like, um, obviously he probably deals with being self-conscious and, he probably is just saying everyone's going to judge anyway, so that shouldn't be a fear. You know, there's already, it's already like, there's already stuff that's tough to deal with. So why add that extra, extra stress to you? So yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think it closes out great. I think it starts great. I, I think this whole album is fantastic and it just makes so, so much use of, different artistic elements and I think obviously the subject matter is it's incredible and it's the same thing that Cuddy brought last year with Kidsy Ghosts with Kanye West where he just sounded so he sounded good he delivered on delivered on so many topics delivered like just healing music almost and that's honestly why I listen to Kid Cudi. It just it just makes me feel better. 
and I hope it makes you feel better too. Uh, he does have a new album coming out soon, no like full release date yet, but it is being accompanied by a Netflix adult animated series, so I am very excited for what Kid Cudi is about to do in the future. Um, hope you are too, hope you like Man on the Moon, uh, hope you liked this podcast, and um, shout out udaymehta.com, U-D-A-Y-M-E-H-T-A.com. Just wrote a piece about Bill Maher, which, uh, oh boy. <laughs> and for Zagar J. Kamlani, Kid Cudi, Man on the Moon, Kanye West, Common, everybody, this is the Send Tunes Podcast. Don't forget to always send tunes.